The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. The Buyback. Yeah, baby! Oh, man. Welcome to The Buyback. How are you? I'm John. And I'm Alex. And uh, you'll be hearing tonight from the industry's best of the best of the best. Look, we record live, we record during shifts, and there is background noise, and if that's not for you, you can see yourself out. Um, we are here today with our friend Allie. Uh, she works at a bar called Born This Way, also known as BTW. Actually, before we even get into the questions, can you tell us a little bit about the bar? Yeah. Um, oh, hi, hi, Allie. Hi. <laughs> hi. Thanks for having me. BTW is a brand new LGBTQ plus and ally bar um, here on Long Island. There's not a whole lot of gay bars around here. We were trying to make something that was a nicer gay bar around here. Somewhere you could like go and take somewhere out for a dinner, a date, and go dancing. Hopefully after COVID, but you know, that's, uh, that's the gist of it. Uh, they are, they got, the bar is really cool. There's, there's a tree in the corner, really cool looking tree. Yeah, Fair actually enough. the owner got married underneath this tree. Oh, awesome. yeah. how, long, how old is it, the bar? Uh, we just opened November, but it's been going through construction and licensing for two and a half years. The tree's real, right? Like, that's soil or is, what's happening? No. It's not. No, right? you actually legally can't have a tree inside a building like that. You like can't in a restaurant. legally have yeah. a tree. I, I wonder know. why that's a law. I don't. Somebody had to do something real weird I with wonder the if it's, I wonder if it's because, like, when you have a tree, you have dirt, you have dirt you have bugs, and when you have bugs in your food. Yeah, but what, why does there need to be a law about that? I don't know. Tree got drunk in a bar. Once that, there you go. So that's that's probably the <laughs> fell on that's yeah. That's the most likely answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> so first question: What is your bar history, and how did you get into bartending? So I have been bartending now for ten years. I started working at Starbucks when I was in high school, and it's essentially the same thing of talking to people and socializing while making drinks. Just one has booze in it and the other one does not. Um, so it's a really easy transition. Uh, my first bartending gig ever was at a bowling alley, and it was essentially just bachelor parties and like big like hedge fund parties. So. It, it was just so basic. It was so basic, and I don't know. I just stuck with it because it's it's a great way to make money, especially if you have almost zero education, like someone myself. <laughs> but you have tons of street smarts, so yeah, it's yeah, and you catch on really quick. Also, like you get a figure on like who gets too drunk too quick, and like I don't know. It's also great socializing because I feel like. In general, I dislike people, like, a lot. <laughs> like, I will avoid hanging out at all costs, but then I have a little bit of a social butterfly aspect, and I get it all out while I'm there. Okay. And I go home in silence. <laughs> I watch and read comics. I like it. Uh, where, uh, how long ago did you work at the bowling alley? That was 10 years ago. 
So that was the first gig ever, and it was actually in Union Square, and it was the oldest bowling alley in the Northeast. Is it the one right on the corner? It was Fulmore Lane. Oh, okay. So I worked there for like a year and a half or something like that. I never stay at bars long. <laughs> I get bored. That's also the most interesting thing about it is that there's so many, there's so many different varieties and different people owning them that it's just like you can kind of bounce around or like you can pick like a shift over here and then a shift at a different bar. So you get to like also play these different people, like personalities. So like, for instance, with the bowling alley, I had to be pretty corporate. But then I worked at like a rock and roll bar where I could just like throw out bombs and like throw beer at people and you know, tell them to shut their mouths when I wanted to, which was great. Cause I, like I said, don't like people too much. <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of bartenders feel. I feel like a lot of bartenders don't actually like people. So they kind of use the bar as their social setting, or at least like a kickoff point. Yeah. And then like, you'll be like, all right, I guess I'll go out and have drinks with these people when I'm done with my shit. I feel like Bartenders like other bartenders sometimes. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I think it's like its own little family, for lack of a better word. I mean, no. staff, 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 not, get, yeah. staff get super close. Yeah. I, and then sometimes they sleep with each other. Yeah. And then they hate each other. <laughs> and then, so, so, but then really. time goes on, and then they'll deal with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. always so, a great circle yeah. of life. Oh, yeah, that's so true. They do. Time does go on. Yeah. They're like, well, we're still working together. I do have to say that uh, without bartending, I don't think I would have as many friends or even like loose acquaintances. Um, I've met some great people and living in New York City without having any family or friends when I first moved here, it's been a great help. Positively. But you're all dirtbags. Right? So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking wrong. of dirtbags, let's talk about our customers. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to talk about the customers that customers right now. <laughs> what is one of your biggest customer pet peeves? So I have two. Okay. Biggest in general customer pet peeve, absolutely hands down, is going to be slapping the bar of any sort. Don't shake my bar. Like, it's really offensive to me and startling, and I startle very easily. Uh, so I don't like it. I don't like it. Keep your hands to yourself. My bar did nothing to you. It's a nice bar. It's a shiny bar. It doesn't like that BDSM stuff. So just stop. BDSM <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not a masochist. It's, it's, it's not consensual. It's, BDSM. Yeah. it's not no. consenting. Absolutely yeah. not. And I'm not consenting. It's like the parent of the bar. So parents have to get consent for their children's BDSM. Oh, All right. Well, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Where are, we, where are we going with this? It's all the yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, you said you're two, though. Yeah. So the second one is got to be, and this is just this is just in general for strangers. Is when a stranger sits down and they ask me to make them my favorite drink or make me something without any kind of like clue or context of like who the person is. Like, what if your allergy is mangoes, and I make you this huge-ass mango cocktail? Like, I'll be a bummer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, don't do that. I mean, my go-to is always to just grab a Bud Light and twist off and hand it to them, because it's the easiest thing, and also it's a good way to say go fuck yourself. It's the easiest thing to make. What makes me your favorite thing to make? My favorite thing to make is the easiest thing. Yeah. A Bud Light. Absolutely, especially when you're, like, 10, 10 deep. 
had a thing and you're the only one and you've been working 10 hours and you're like, you could have been lying, Kayla. <laughs> Screw you, Kayla. I don't know. I just don't like being Kayla, I don't think. No, Kayla's are fine. I just popped up in my head. Yeah. So, I can't stand that. <laughs> Wait, what are your biggest pet peeves, though? Mine is snapping. Like, kind of like banging on the bar to get attention. If someone, if someone's gonna snap at me, I get so offended. I'm, I'm not like a dog. I'm not like, an animal who you're trying to get attention of. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's really rude to be snapping. What are you doing turning this podcast around on us? <laughs> we don't answer questions. We're just oh, here. We're just here to ask the questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want to shoot yours now that we're here? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Alex, tell me about uh, I don't know. I wasn't ready. I was not ready for this at all. I think you know. When people tell oh, you to no, smile I more. No, yeah, that's like you're so much prettier, Alex. If you smile more, <laughs> the backhanded compliment. Yeah. No, I think my biggest pet peeve is when you make a drink and somebody takes a sip and they said that's not kettle one, and you pour it. You, they wash your pour from the kettle one bottle. So like when they ask for a specific liquor, you make the drink with that liquor, and then they say, no, I'm not going to drink this because this is not the liquor I asked for. That just says a lot about that person. Yeah, that's I a shitty I mean, person. Yeah, um, I, that's that's annoying. You know, I do have to say though, and this is like always a little bit also of a pet peeve of mine, but it doesn't have to do with customers, more so like coworkers. Is that sometimes, sometimes if you're busy, you'll have um, a bartender pouring on the back of the bar, which is also an illegal thing, but whatever. It's also a douchey thing. Like you don't pour your drink behind the bar; you pour it in front of someone. Yeah, it's weird. Plus, it gets in the way. But that's like a coworker yeah. pet peeve. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a coworker that's pet peeve. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I have pet peeves all over the place. I told you I hate people. <laughs> this whole podcast is just going to be pet peeves. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. People change the name. Yeah. yeah. Maybe people will learn their ways. Yeah. Or not come to see me. That might be Or maybe they're career. like, oh, this girl knows what she likes. I'm yeah. to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they know what not to do when they come see you, which is excellent. That's right, people. So forget it. <laughs> what is your most memorable story from working in bars? I, well, are we keeping this, like, more PG? No, no. 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 Three, no. no. NC-17. Yeah. this is... I, I mean, as long as we're okay with it being broadcast yeah. in the world, because we, we have a thousand followers at this point. Yeah. And we have a disclaimer at the beginning. I think, okay, so this one just pops in my mind because it's also one of the more recent ones in the past two, three years. Um, and it's like the diviest place that I think I've ever worked at, but also the most fun and crude. There's this place in the Lower East Side, once was, once upon a time, um, that was a gypsy punk bar, but it was also considered kind of a nightclub, or it had nightclub prices, let's say that. Gypsy punk bar, but it was nightclub prices, and it was a Bulgarian bar. So, <laughs> this place is three levels. One, the top level is supposed to be a lounge, whatever. I saw people fucking every single night up there. Every single night there was someone that I caught up in the lounge area having sex. You have no idea how many condoms I had to like clean off those couches. Disgusting. Oh, were they leather? Or what was it like? Uh, they were like your old mom's couches. That's what I imagine. You it know, was, like the yeah. ones that they usually put plastic lining yeah. on, yeah, but yeah, without, yeah. The without the plastic. Without the plastic. So yeah. it just, they're 
everything just lived in that house. Yeah, with velvet curtains all over the place <laughs> and those weird like lampshades oh, that like gross. gypsies. It's yeah. like a okay. yeah, very gypsy. Okay. Um, but that's not the closest thing. That's not the most memorable. Also, so main level there was uh, sex swings as seats, and then the basement level. Why would they have sex on the sex swings? Why did they go to the lounge? I don't know, it was more comfortable, more secluded, I guess, the lounge. I mean, I wasn't watching them, you know, unless I went up to the lounge. <laughs> there was no supervision in the lounge. And then you were watching. Yeah, then you were then watching. I was watching, unfortunately. Like, oh, All right, guys. I know, I usually broke it up by clapping really loud kind of thing. That usually puts people to a stop. So the basement was a true basement. Um... You could see the pipes everywhere. Actually, a pipe burst once, uh, which is still not the most memorable story of this whole thing. There were holes in the walls. Uh, the stalls sometimes would fell. It was a really disheveled place. The type of place that you would get, like, the worst coke of your life. So one night I was working, and it was crazy busy. It was hot. It was sweating. And we had an ice cage. Uh, where people would drink vodka, and you would put on your giant USSR coats, right? Russian coats, yeah. is all them? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah like yeah. Slavic coats, yeah, yeah. right? And it was, uh, you would be chugging vodka, and the whole deal was you chug vodka for two minutes, and it was like 20 bucks for, per person to just chug as much vodka. That was a thing. And there were two buckets <laughs> on each corner. Uh, <laughs> Just in case you need to throw up, there were throw up buckets specifically for that. Oh, this one specific night, there was a group of guys who were definitely in their early 20s going into this ice cage room. I was like shouting at them to start chugging, which in, in general is probably like not the best idea, I guess. Like, please don't fire me, whoever listens to this in the future. <laughs> I, I'm, res I'm yeah. responsible. Yeah. So, doing a bunch of shots, getting obliterated, and then all of a sudden I open up the little slide door where I can be shouting at them while they're in the ice cage, my own personal little drive-thru window. And one guy comes over and throws up all over it. <laughs> and it's just dripping down. Oh, gross. And it gets on my shoes. And then it just starts a train reaction in the vodka room. So the vodka room was just doused with crab boy vomit over and over. None of it in the bucket, by the way. Like, it definitely got in coat pockets. It definitely got, like, all over the bottles that need to be thrown away. it's vodka Right. I mean, I would like, okay, disclaimer, I'd like to assume that they threw them away, but this is also... I died, so I don't know. I don't know, but this place no longer exists, so no one needs to look it up. It did close? It closed. The whole building's for sale. I'm heartbroken about it, because I love that place. What was the bar? It was uh, in the Hanada Bulgarian bar. Okay. <laughs> so, it was in the cold room, so was there like vomit icicles? Vomsicles? I don't know, because you know what? I think we cleaned it up pretty quickly where it didn't solidify uh, like that. Did you clean it up? No, I would not. <laughs> no, I was too busy. It was, it was, a, it was a poor, poor bar back. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I was actually a part props of the props of the barbacks who were always <laughs> cleaning, cleaning up shit. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Shout out to all the barbacks out there if you're listening. You just, yeah, I have yeah. definitely walked up to some barbacks and I'll be like, some really bad news, and they'll be like, no, and I'll be like, um, you kind of covered. Four, so you just jumped to yeah. five, yeah? Oh, yeah. Is that the grossest thing? It sounds pretty fucking I'm sure it is, but is is it the grossest? It was pretty disgusting. Um, was that already discussed? No. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, so I don't know if I should be discussing it. All I know is there was shit in the woman's bathroom. The woman's bathroom. The woman's bathroom. And it was during brunch. I don't mean anything mean by this, but the woman's bathroom is usually the grosser. What do you think? The woman's bathroom is usually the grosser bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're all their clothes. (laughs) But you know what the weird thing is? is I think that the guy's bathroom always smells a distinct smell to me, more so than the woman's. Yes. The woman's looks foul. There will be makeup, poke, shit, piss everywhere. But for some reason, the men's bathroom, even if they have urinal cakes, still smell like they've never it, I think it's because we miss a lot. All over. But like how, okay, so maybe I don't understand this. But like, as a man, you can stand or sit. As a woman, you're sitting either way. So how does a woman get piss all over the floor? Because I've definitely seen Oh, piss. you're covered. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You don't want to put your if butt on that. Yeah. Gross, right. you know, it's on your disgust. That's and then you also get to work at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. While you're doing it. You're working on your 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 spots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I get See, it. You learned something today, John. Yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to put any food in? Do you want another drink? Uh, I'll definitely have another drink. Yeah, I'm gonna do food in a bit, but I'll do yeah. another drink too. Yeah. That was breezy. Breezy is another bartender. Um. BTW. BTW, we were just talked about this. Uh, <laughs> All right, John, forget the name. I know. Way to be respectful to our guest. Yeah. I well. was trying to remember what it stood for. I knew what the, the acronym was, and I almost said, by the way. No, it's born this way. Thank God. Like Lady Gaga, yes. Mm. Exactly like that. Uh, I feel like if this catches on, though, Lady Gaga might want some royalties of some sort. Oh, no. Because it's an expression. This is so, Kesha yeah. Oh, no, Kesha said we are, we are. Yeah. We are who? Wow, we I was Wawiba. born. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. So, a name for a new bar. There we go. Wawiba. Wawiba. Oh, man. If you could, and it could be a bar in existence uh, or, or not, you can create this bar. But what is your dream bar to work at, own, run, manage? What would you want to see in a bar? Or, or where would you want to work in a early existence? I've always wanted to work at a tiki bar. That is my dream bar to work at. And I know that sounds terrible because they are the most complicated bars to work at. It is like the one bar where you will get $2 for 20 different ingredients into it. But I've always wanted to work at a tiki bar. And I've never done it, which is weird because I love my ties. So so wait, so by tiki bar, does it have to be on a beach or could it be like a tiki bar in the Lower East Side? It could be that. I would see, you're thinking of like a tiki like shack. Yeah, like on the, like a yeah. down. Which would yeah. be cool, except for I don't plan on living on the beach ever. I'm more of a mountain person, so you know, if it was like in the like uh, like Zombie Hut, for instance, in Brooklyn. Shout out to Zombie Hut. Yeah, <laughs> I would. We take sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. 
Or what's that other one that I'm thinking? Auto yes. something that, yeah. Auto's Shout out to autos as well. Autos, yeah. that's right. I think Brock's talked about autos. But too. you know, the thing is, is that autos, like, I feel so bad for those girls. I love them so much, by the way. I'm like obsessed with every single one of those bartenders and what they have to do. But they do like 20 ingredients and then they get a dollar for it. I feel like a lot of the time with tiki bars, though, they have them pre made. Is that. I feel like I've definitely seen the spinners and the... Oh, well that's like at just any dive bar. Yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there a distinction between like a tiki bar and a cocktail? I, like, I, I get that. There's a cocktail bar that does like fancy cocktails and stuff, but like a tiki bar, is there a specific drink set that is required to be a tiki bar? Yeah. yeah. Well, first so, off, you're going to have tiki cups. Tiki, tiki okay, so it has yeah, to be tiki It has mugs. to be in a mug or it's okay. not. I just, need, I just wanted to just if you don't get a mug yeah, You can get a Mai Tai at a tiki bar. You can sure. get a Mai Tai at a cocktail but bar. But like, I'm get, if I'm going to tiki mm, bar, some. I'm getting a pina colada out of a mug that kind of looks like it was carved out of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or so like is, a zombie. is, it, is yeah. it more ambiance then? Oh yeah, there better be a palm tree. I guess not a real palm tree because you can't have a real tree in a bar. At least in New York City that we know. We don't know about the rest of the country. Yeah. I would, I would take some sand on the ground too. Bar, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, there, yes. there's a bar in Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. There's like a sharp. I can't shack remember. Thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll go back and look it up and we'll put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to that bar. So shout out to Calls. Pause here. Bar, yeah. The bar is called Surf Bar in Williamsburg. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that was, they had sand on the, in their uh, restaurant, and I always thought that was Bob. But their yeah. drinks weren't tiki. So it's like, if you put the tiki mugs on there, yeah. then that would have been my go-to spot before life. So wait, why do you why do you want to work at a tiki bar? Is it just is it the ambiance? Yeah, is it? Oh, it's absolutely 100% it oh, okay. just okay. the ambiance. Um, it's absolutely okay. the ambiance. That's, That's cool. That's it's not the people like that. that go. Yeah. <laughs> the people that go usually are probably complicated. I wonder if you get regulars in the bar. I mean, I if it's neighborhood bars? Yeah. You absolutely do. I bet I bet some of the regulars they'll come in and get like uh like a Miller High Life or a Kona beer. I don't think they get a tiki drink every time. You don't think that possibly? there's some girl that lives right around the corner from Auto Shrunken Head getting a blue Hawaiian every day? I to. hope so. John, John, you should uh, find that girl and maybe date her. That would be <laughs> ideal, I think, for you. Yeah. Is that a new segment of our podcast? What John's what John, future girlfriend? Yeah, John's future girlfriend could date. Yes. I'd be on ball with that. <laughs> It'd be like Billy on the street, but it would just be like me shouting at women like, do you find this man attractive? <laughs> right here. Right here. <laughs> do you like tiki's? <laughs> do you, do you like Hawaiians? <laughs> would you drink a blue Hawaiian every day if you lived next to a tiki bar? <laughs> Who's your favorite Marvel character? Now! Cable, X-Men. Not you, we're asking the girl. Well, if we said the same thing at the same time, you know, it's big. I just spit up myself. Oh, like a one, two, three kind of thing? No, I want you to stand in silence a little bit. Well, I'm <laughs> so basically now it's for sale. Yeah, okay it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. This is the best. So um, we've already got into our. You're really good at getting into our next question because we've started to talk about some of the bars that we've been to. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alex, yeah. wanna? Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite bars to visit? Maybe something that we haven't mentioned, or if we, you want to circle back. And you um, don't have to stick. You don't have to stick to New York. Yeah, anywhere um, in the world. Anywhere in the world. Well. <laughs> Should we bring Thailand into this? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I can't because I don't actually remember any of the names because I was like, I'm like, the whole time. 
Um, no, okay. So, on a serious note, I will have to give this shout out because it's like my favorite bar and there's two of them. Um, there's one in Bushwick and then there's one in the Lower East Side. And I've been going to this bar since I started in New York. It was like a hole, it's a hole in the wall. It's got plastic covering. So it's like your grandma's seats, but with the covering on like <laughs> the Bulgarian bar. Um, still so does that make it classier or does that make it less classy? Mm. This place is not classy. <laughs> I would not ever consider it classy. It's a type of place that's got like freezer burn around their fridge and that's what fills the PBRs. Uh, yes. Okay. So this place yeah. is Welcome to the Johnsons or the Johnsons. Uh, cause there's two, one in Bushwick and then one in Lower East Side. And I am so obsessed. I have had crushes on at least three of the bartenders there. Um, and I follow them on Instagram. I'm like obsessed. And I'm like, I will, if, if I get out early on a shift, if I, when I worked in the East Village or anywhere that was like within a 15 minute walk distance, if I got off early on a shift, I would run to that bar. And I would beg to be locked in, which is also a cool thing is that like, if you are regular at a bar, you can sometimes be able to drink until six o'clock in the morning. So uh, to our listeners who don't know, um, what Ali's talking about right now is- If you're a cop, don't listen. <laughs> are you kidding? I've seen so many yeah, cops in lock-ins. They know, they know. <laughs> um, what Ali's talking about is a, it's called a lock-in. Do you want to talk about like the rules of a lock-in? We haven't gotten into yeah, no, it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't, you go into the rules. I don't know. Wait. I mean, you can tell, like, tell your experiences. Yeah, yeah what's your what favorite lock-in like, experience? Okay. You don't have to name bars to yeah. protect. Yeah, First yeah. of all, the general speaking of a lock-in is that you don't leave. Like, you can't go. You can't, and you can't be too loud. That's also a big thing. Like, obviously, you're going to have fun, but you're not blasting the music. The music is usually off. It's usually about four or five to ten People, people lock into the bar and um, the gate is shut down. You have to go through a back door sometimes. I've even had to like jump a fence once actually because like cops were called in. Okay. Um, that was really yeah. exciting. Uh, that was like in uh, Long Island City that happened. Oh. Can't even remember. I was blackout drunk oh. when I got there. Um, you can smoke. You tip your bartender like your life depended yeah. on yeah. it. Twenties are coming out of your pocket. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, 50s, yeah. hundreds even. Whatever you made that night, it's recycled Goes back into. Right yeah. into, yeah, exactly. Um, a bad locket etiquette, I think, is leaving the locket before the sun is rising. Oh, like, yeah. You don't leave. No, the sun has to rise. Like, you're falling yeah. asleep at the bar, and it's cool. Wait, you fall asleep for 20 minutes, but you're not leaving. Let's just clarify, though. So lock-ins happen after the bar is closed for the entire, like, uh, for the city, okay, right? Okay, so yeah, New York yeah. City closes at typically 4, 4, 4, 4 o'clock, yeah. and the lock-in will go till 8, 9 in the morning. Until the sun rises. Yeah, I've, yep. I've even been in one till noon yeah. once. That what? was a duty. Yeah. That's a long lock-in. My liver doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuck with you. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to only drink, like honestly. I think I had like a Jamaican patty and just like do the lock yeah. for a while there. I think most. I think most of us have gone through our dark, dark age of, of when we're bartending and we go through lock-in to lock-in to shift. I've gone from lock-in to shift. Well, I'll yeah. like, I won't eat. I'll go do a lock-in and I'll be like, well, I gotta be at work at eleven. Might as well drink till eleven a.m. Eleven, yeah. 
Yeah. Or sometimes it's even lock in to shift to jail. <laughs> to jail? Depending on who you are. I mean, <laughs> yes, that happens. Yeah. Do you want to expound on that? Oh my god, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one I'm keeping to myself. <laughs> Alright. Alright. That one's I think we got enough there right now. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite drink? Uh, and how do you make it? My favorite drink, because I'm classy, um, is a French 75. Oh, really? Yes. Which you wouldn't think after me telling you that I like tiki bars <laughs> and I like dive bars. Because those are two places that you really shouldn't be getting this drink. Uh, but if I'm treating myself, it's definitely going to be a French 75. Which is simply just lemon, sugar, champagne. And I like it with gin, even though the original concept was with Tonya. Okay. Um, but, and I like a really, like, botanical gin, if I can get it. You know? I've never tried it with the Empress gin, and that is like, if I want to get that bottle, I've been thinking of that in my head for like a long time. Is that the purple one? Yes. Awesome. You do? Yeah. We should make this. <laughs> I'll be in the city tomorrow. John, go get your Empress gin. Let's go. Be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It should be 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Or um, if I'm if I'm at a dive bar, my favorite drink is just a whiskey. <laughs> just what kind of whiskey? Telmore Dew is always my favorite. It's my go-to. Uh, if there's like a bourbon that I've never tried, I'm very curious and interested on that. Um, especially if it's really expensive, which isn't usually the case in the bad one. So okay. usually just stick to Telmore Dew. They don't Tully's do perfect because Tully is not your like kick in the face like well liquor, but also it's it's. Cheap-ish yeah, compared to a lot of other whiskeys out there. Yeah. If I get an East Williams shot, I will vomit. So, <laughs> flat out, we don't have that here. We're classy. <laughs> this is a cute bar, everyone. Remember that. This is a nice date night. So, Allie, thank you very much for sitting down with us. Um, Absolutely. Have a buyback and. This has been a blast. I think what we're going to do once you get back behind that bar is we're going to order uh, uh, French 75. two French 75s. Oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah we'll drink them. We'll yeah. try them awesome. Yeah. 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 We like to tell you guys one thing that you should do to make sure that uh, you're being a good patron. If you are a patron and bartenders, hopefully you're sitting out there and you're going, yeah, they should probably do that. So, <laughs> so Al, what's your rule of the night? The rule of the night is if you are sitting on the customer side of the bar, do not reach over the bar for any reason at all. But what if I want an olive? Do not reach over the bar. What if I want an orange slice? Do not reach over the bar. What if my beer is sitting on the rail and I just want to grab it real quick? Then take a second, fuck off, and don't reach over the bar. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Don't reach, reach over, over the, the bar. bar for any reason. Any reason. All right, all you degenerates. Last call is over, and it's time for the lock-in. Oh, we're doing a lock-in today. Yeah, because 
Allie just explained what a lock-in was to us, and I'm excited to stay here until the sun comes up tomorrow morning. Make sure to visit Allie at BTW, born this way in Oceanside in Long Island, and ask for a French 75. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.